This is your pal Daffy Duck, and you're watching. You're watching. We're watching. You're watching Fanboy. 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 Fanboy, etc. Fanboy Nation. God, I assume Tom. Ben Berman, how are you today? I'm good. What a good voice you have. Oh, well, thank you. If you ever need another narrator who doesn't sound like Anthony Hopkins for anything that you have coming up, please let me know. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Will do. Congratulations on this documentary. When when ESPN presented it to me, that not only do I get to review a 30 for 30, which I love doing, but an American Gladiators one, no less. I was like, I'm in. When do you want me to talk to Ben? Let's do this thing. Well, I love that. Uh, thank you. Yeah, it's it, you know, I, I, it's a it's a really great pairing. Um, thirty for thirty, you know, slash ESPN and and this project specifically. It's I'm really um, like proud of for, of of ESPN for for doing this because it's it's certainly uh, I don't know what do you say? It's more it's certainly more abstract and kind of weird and comedic uh, than I think they they normally do. So I think it's great. You know, well, in interviewing, uh, you know, Donald Trump's third cousin twice removed, um, in Johnny Ferrari or Ferraro, uh, no disrespect <laughs> to Johnny. He has a bit of that Trumpism that that's there mixed in with, you know, uh, an Elvis impersonator, which he was. And it's interesting to see how far he's gone because he's not the, the only person that has a story like this where they've sacrificed their entire family life and their entire legacy for one instance that solidifies who they are within society. Uh, com- completely. I think you, you, you nailed a, l- a lot there in that, in that sentence. Um, it's interesting that you, you know, I find it extremely interesting that you, that's what you got from it um, or from him and the, and the project. Uh, actually, before I go on, I'm, I'm curious, are, is this being, um, are we recording audio or, uh, is, are we just chatting? Well, just we're curious. recording the audio, but I typically have the interviews as a conversation. Um, as a conversation, meaning you, you don't, uh, this isn't a, a format where you play the audio that. Oh, no, uh, I'll play the audio. It's just yep. that I don't like going question, answer, question, answer. Like you and I are actually having a conversation. Oh. Got it. Yeah. Um, by the way, there is a saw going on in the background. Is that, can you hear that? Is that annoying? Yeah, that's my computer, uh, on. I'm gonna go to the other room real quick. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm saying that outside of my house, there's a, someone sawing something. If oh, you can't hear that, then we're okay. No, I can't hear it, so we're fine. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, absolutely. Johnny is a, um, very, you know, special, um, subject uh i think he's certainly a a person that i have great respect for because i i know i think i know the difficulties and the challenges that come with making something out of nothing you know uh bringing something to life and uh you know the world and i think uh the the tv industry uh is uh you know specifically it can be very difficult, can be very cold, and no one really gives a fuck about uh, the individual. So, so to, to to make something happen, like American Gladiators, to 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 push for so many years and get that on TV, I have, I have tons of respect for him. Um, at the same time, yeah, he's he 
he, like many people, are, you know, are, are things, I don't know what to say. Are, um, we're difficult. We're, we're, no, we are, we are bizarre, complicated people. Um, so, uh, I, I think that's what the doc shows is, is the humanity. Uh, and hopefully it doesn't paint anyone as, um, purely good or purely not good or anything like that. Hopefully the film doesn't take any, any, any strong judgment, but just shows the, the breadth of the humanity there. I didn't see the judgment. And when I made reference to our, our former president, yeah. uh, you know, it wasn't a dig on either one of them. I respect that level of brashness <laughs> where yeah. I created this from nothing. It's my baby. And I respect the fact that Johnny was like, you know, who are you going to let run with your baby? If they're representing the company, you want them to represent the company properly. Um, you know, and in ICE's case, it was 35 years ago and it was a different world. So obviously that wasn't acceptable for her lifestyle to be, uh, displayed publicly in 1991. Yeah. As, as we progressed, it'd probably be different if the show was on the air today. Yeah, I, I can't necessarily speak to, um, you know, all, all the specifics of what the gladiators went through because, cause, you know, we weren't there. But, uh, yeah, clearly there was, it was a certain time, you know, early 90s, and, and it was a different time. Um, uh, you know, um, but yeah, I, I think something that's pretty much always constant in regards to kind of what, some of what we explored with the gladiators and how they were viewed and maybe treated, you know, it's a tale as old as time. Uh, the, the, the working, the workers get to some degree exploited and to some degree fucked by, uh, the bosses, you know, that's, that's, uh, capitalism. That's, that's just how America and, and, you know, that system works. And, you know, I, I think something to kind of, uh, call out, uh, regarding that is, is currently there were, you know, the writers of Hollywood or the, the, uh, Hollywood, uh, writers strike, uh, is WGA, Writers Guild of America, uh, is striking. And, and that, that is the workers rising up to say, we're not going to take, you know, this, this kind of shit anymore. Um, so it's, it's, it's a tale as old as time and we'll probably continue until we're all gone. <laughs> Do you find it interesting that your documentary is being released coinciding with the current writer's strike while the resurgence of the spin-off American Gladiators in 2007 and 8 came out during that writer's strike? Well, I find it somewhat kismet that there's another writer's strike happening now in 2023 at the same time that we're releasing this documentary, you know, a year and a half ago, two years ago, when we were, you know, editing this documentary and, uh, or making and editing this documentary, uh, and I found out about the previous writer strike, uh, I actually had just moved to LA in 2005. So, so I remember the, the 2007, 2008, uh, writer strike, uh, pretty well, um, but yeah, I think when I found out that information and then compared it to the, the, the upbringing, the, the, the birth of American gladiators coming out of these union based ironworker picnics, it was just so, um, 
amazing to kind of put put those pieces together. And the fact that now that there's a writer strike, it's just like it feels very very meant to be. I don't know what to do with that information. I absolutely think that American Gladiators is going to come back on TV uh, in the next few months or something. Um, that's that's the beauty of, of Johnny Ferraro uh, that he's still active. Um, you know, getting this brand back back to back to you know TV. Well, I think the failure of the second version was that it was not as bright and colorful. The series was just far too dark. Uh, Hulk Hogan and Layla Ali shouldn't have been the field reporters. They should have actually been doing color commentary to give it that extra oomph. But, you know, what was your fascination, not only with the original series, but now wanting to tell this story almost 35 years later? Well, from, from the beginning, I, I, you know, used to watch American Gladiators when I was a kid coming up in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Um, I wasn't like a big super fan or anything, but, but it was so everywhere. And it, it's hard to, it's hard to ignore American Gladiators as a, you know, 10 year old kid or whatever I was. Um, uh, but yeah, I think the opportunity came to me a, a few years ago to, to dig into a documentary about American Gladiators. And I, um, kind of, uh, basically was like, I don't think I'm going to be interested in that, but let me look into, you know, let me look into it and see if there's like a real story there. Cause I don't want to just do a, a straight up nostalgia doc. And very quickly, just a bit of research. I, I found a few things that were really, really interesting to me, uh, mainly based around, um, you know, the, the, the kind of, uh, home and creation of American gladiators based out of Erie. And, and I, I started to think that, wait, there's something more here. There's something actually maybe very meaningful and, and, um, you know, kind of intelligent that we could do with, uh, with a documentary about American gladiators, which I don't think anyone would ever use the word intelligent, <laughs> um, around this topic necessarily. Especially when it was called Crash TV. But we have to speak to the testament yeah. of this in that when American gladiators got canceled, we ended up with Battle Dome. And now we have American Ninja Warrior, which was the spinoff from Ninja Warrior in Japan, which is essentially just a giant eliminator. And then we have the rocks Titan games or Titan, uh, you know, t- uh, challenge yeah. where you've eliminated the gladiators, but you've kept all the physical challenges between the contenders. So this is a format that has not died since the cancellation of American gladiators and gladiators international. Uh, absolutely. You know, I think as I understand it, American gladiators, um, you know, was the first and, and spawned or inspired all these others that, that are still, uh, apparently active today. So, you know, that's, uh, an obvious testament to, to the original American gladiators and to what Johnny Ferraro and, and Dan Carr, um, was able to, uh, to generate and bring, bring to the public. So, yeah, you know, it's, 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 who doesn't love competition? Who doesn't love, you know, some, some heads being smashed together and everyday people going on, you know, going on national TV to, to compete against each other. It's, it's, it works. Uh, it works for the, the American public, if, if not, uh, internationally. So, you know, why not? You know, there's mention of quite a few of the gladiators would not show up in your documentary. 
whether it was out of spite for Johnny or having signed on with the other American Gladiators documentary that's being made for another streaming service. Um, was it because it was a conflict of interest or were they just loyal to Nitro or do they just hate Johnny that much? <laughs> it's a real good question. And I think, um, it's a, uh, it's a li- I think, uh, it's a little bit of all those things. I think, uh, what happened was, um, Johnny reached out to a number of the gladiators to take part in, uh, this documentary, but I believe Johnny was kind of uh, framing it as a documentary on him and that the gladiators could talk nicely about him. Um, but it was not, he made it pretty clear. It was not a documentary about American gladiators. It wasn't going to be about them. So when I think the other gladiators asked if there was compensation and Johnny said, no, it was basically, you know, history repeating itself, I think for them. And it's like, well, we're all adults now. It's now 35 years, you know, or so after, uh, you know, the, the, the show where we were being, um, you know, somewhat exploited. So we're not going to do it anymore. We're not going to just, uh, you know, uh, lay, 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 lay down and, 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 uh, not get paid and, and have it be the Johnny Ferraro, uh, project. So they, they went off and started their own thing. Uh, so I think it, it, I think there was spite. I think there was, of course, an interest in getting paid, which I don't think is wrong. Um, but I think the beauty of it all is it's all meant to be, you know, like I think I was a bit thrown when I first found out that we weren't going to have access to a number of the key gladiators. And, uh, but quickly we, we realized, well, no, this is actually underlining the story at hand. The fact that 35 years later, this is still going on. Um, you know, I think it's extremely valuable. You know, I would be remiss not to mention the fact that we've lost quite a few gladiators. Hawk has passed away. Siren, unfortunately, took her own life. You know, we recently lost Thunder, and we see how Thunder looks in the documentary. That uh, the only spoiler I'm going to give is that Worth only pleased that his he's no longer suffering physically the way he was. What about the passing of those gladiators? Do we also learn in this regard to Johnny's story? and the sacrifices that they were making in order to be performing at that peak level? Well, I, I think the, the only commonality is, is simply the overarching concept of, of sacrifice, I suppose. But uh, I certainly don't want to paint the picture that anyone um, was greatly physically injured or passed away due to... Uh, any, any, any individuals, especially Johnny, and I don't think even Johnny had the power <laughs> to, to be able to do that. Um, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's a great question and one that like I, I see and I ask in my own life, uh, it's like, how much are you willing to sacrifice for your goal? And, you know, make sure your goal, uh, is, is, is worth it. Uh, and, but, but like, I don't know, like even in my life, like, and, and I, I see part of, part of myself is, is afraid. Um, I see Johnny's story. I see Gemini's story. Uh, and it's like, you know, what, what aren't you doing with your, with your life when you are, uh, 
deeply consumed with with achieving your goal, you know. And for Johnny, that was getting American Gladiators on the air and then keeping it on the air. And you know, it, he's got regrets over the, over some family stuff. Gemini does as well. So yeah, it, I think it's really healthy for people, especially in this day and age, to like look at their lives and and make sure it, it's balanced, you know. Uh, because because a lot of your personal life can um, fall short, right. and and that you know, no one wants that. Is there also anything you can tell us about Dan Carr? Because Johnny controls his public appearances. Johnny controls his uh, life story in perpetuity, and all of that stuff. You know, is Dan still around? Is there anything that we can say about him uh, without getting ourselves in trouble legally? Um, well, I, I think, first of all, I think it's key, I believe it's key that, like, um, I think a lot of what you just said is, like, a- allegedly, allegedly Johnny has certain rights uh, over Dan and uh, allegedly controls all that stuff. Um, uh, but what can we say about Dan? Pretty much anything. Uh, um, but for the purposes of, um, you know, any press, uh, uh, even after the docs, comes out on uh, May 31st or finishes on May 31st. Um, uh, it, it's important, I think, for, for, for us that we don't spoil anything because um, uh, there's a lot of twists and turns in this and, and we don't want to ruin the ending for anyone. But, yeah, you know, what can I say about Dan is, is I think, uh, you know, Dallas, one of the gladiators, uh, says this in the doc, but he's he's been in the shadows for so long. Um and uh, I think this documentary is is hopefully and finally a, a way of uh, his story being able to be told. And uh, I think it's a really good story. Uh, and I think it's uh, reflective of a lot of other different uh, bigger things and themes in regards to history and how stories are told and history is written. You know, Dallas is a friend of mine. I don't know if ESPN had told you that. Not at all. She's rad. Oh, she's incredible. She Where, at her age, and you, you still think that she can? You know, I met her on, uh, through Instagram because uh, it was uh, the 25th anniversary of American Gladiators. So I sent her a message going, "Hey, let's do an interview," and we became fast friends because of it. And honestly, I still think she could fight in Madison Square Garden at her age. She's cool, man. Um, I think she was very uh, standoffish, or or. We, uh, uh, weary of me and this project, uh, before she, she met me and, and before we filmed with her. But like, as her interview went on, it just became really fantastic. And she's certainly not someone to, you know, hold her mouth or, or her, her opinions back. Um, so she was extremely valuable, uh, and such a, such a great piece to, to, to be able to help tell this story. She's cool. You know, I do have to ask you this from a fan perspective. All right. At 10 years old, who, what event would Ben wanted to have participated in? And as an adult, which one would you look at now and go, not a chance in hell? Not a chance in hell, the wall, man. I'm not going up there. That's crazy. That's scary. No wall for me. Um, but. As a kid, you gotta probably mess around with, uh, uh, what's the one with the 
Assault. Sorry, I'm forgetting. Assault. Um, yeah, Assault, I think, is one of the more iconic um, events uh, for, for me as a kid. Uh, atmosphere seems fun, but I bet you'd get sick in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm definitely not going up on that wall. All right. For me, the no way in hell is actually atmosphere. And I think oh, yeah, cool. I tied that with Skytrack. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and then the other one. Yeah, Skytrack, I'm not. Yeah, sorry. No, go ahead. No, I'm just saying Skytrack, uh, I'm not, uh, same thing I said with the wall. I'm not going up there, man. <laughs> it, it feels like there's a pattern of a fear of heights uh, in the events that you refuse to do. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. Uh, for me, it would definitely be assault and then tied with that bungee one where you had to jump and get the balls off the wall. Hang tough, I think, right? Is it, no, hang tough was, was the, uh, oh yeah, uh, the ring, ring. The ring. Yeah. Yeah. So um, those would be the two, man. Yeah, what's it called? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm guessing they're going to bring it back so you and me can go up against each other in the Eliminator and see, what, see what's what. Or let's just go up there together and just start shooting people with the, with the assault cannon. That way we don't get hurt at our Deal. age. Deal. Yeah. Deal. <laughs> I'm feeling You know, yeah. with them bringing it back for a third installment, hopefully it'll be more bright and colorful the way it was in the late eighties and early nineties. Um, Johnny obviously has to have a hand in it because he's the creator or co-creator with, with Dan Carr. But how much creative control would he be allowed to have this time? Since it didn't look like he had much last time. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't know, but I, I, I actually hope um, it, he would have a, a good amount of creative control. He shared with us, um, a couple ideas that never uh, made it to air. One was um, a, uh, what do you call it, like in the medieval times where people uh, are on horseback and kind of uh, lunge toward each other with long swords. What's that called? That was the original jousting, yeah. Joust, yeah, but but weird. Like the original, like medieval-type jousting. (laughs) But he, he had the idea, apparently, to, instead of horses, they were on these, hydraulic um uh hydraulic machines that they would sit on that would like thrust the uh, contenders or uh, a gladiator contender towards each other with some sort of long pole uh it seemed pretty cool so so hopefully something like that happens through through Johnny's uh, uh creative uh oversight you know we probably have the technology for it today Absolutely. And yeah, maybe some sort of AI competition. I don't know how that would work, but you, you would want it to, um, be, uh, you wouldn't want it just to be a, a, a what it, what the original version was, uh, and that style and that kind of tone. You, you'd want it to feel 2023, uh, or mo- modern somehow, um, but also not go as kind of off the rails as that 2008 version. Right. You know, with with everything, you know, let's pitch this to NBC or ESPN, uh, the American Couch Potato, where we take American Gladiator games, but it's the average Joe that, uh, you know, armchair quarterback that says, I can do it, and then just pull them off, give them a physical first so they don't die in the track, and then put them in the show. I, I love it. 
I don't think I understand it, but I but I love your passion. So it, so it, it's a green light. You know, the the weight minimum is two fifty and up. Yeah. And then you go from there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, copy I, I'm that. No, that's great. I could do that. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So get it made. You know, the documentary ends on uh, on May thirty first. You went through the painstaking hours upon hours of interviews and meetings and putting all this together. Was there something that ended up on the cutting room floor that you really wanted it to be a part of the narrative that just didn't fit, whether it was the time constraints or the storytelling in what you're presenting to the world? Yeah. And, and actually, I think it's too strong to say part of the narrative. I think some of the things that I was really into <laughs> were, were actually not part of the main thrust of the, the story at hand, but were more thematic, uh, 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 reflections on the story at hand. In Philadelphia, we interviewed, we did a sit down interview with a Three Stooges historian in an amazing Three Stooges museum that he has uh, with just so many Three Stooges artifacts. It's, it, it's insane. But we talked to this guy, Gary something, that owns and operates this Three Stooges Museum because I saw connections between the history of the Three Stooges and American Gladiators in the way that they were, they, they, they got injured. <laughs> they got, they didn't get paid a lot. And there was like a Johnny Ferraro for the Three Stooges. I forget his name. Tom Healy, some Ted Healy. There's this Johnny Ferraro that like created the Three Stooges and like would like you know bring the Three Stooges out on tour. And the, the, they eventually like there was kind of a mutiny, I think, uh, regarding the, the 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 cast of the Three Stooges and this Ted Healy guy. So I don't know what we were thinking, but. Um, we interviewed that guy, but it, we couldn't we couldn't work it in, uh, which kind of makes sense at this point. <laughs> so we found the Blu-ray bonus feature. Yeah, totally. We we didn't we never even edited a piece of it. We just like couldn't couldn't even take it in. So, but I, I find that uh, pretty pretty funny at this point. Ben, I do have to ask this before I let you go, and obviously the plugs and where we can find you on social media. But there's so mu- so many layers in this. Is Johnny Ferraro, a cautionary tale? Is Johnny Ferraro a heroic tale in finding your dreams, knowing what you have to sacrifice? Is it, you know, look, if you sacrifice everything for this one dream, you lose everything else, because he makes that motorboat mention, you know, slight spoiler there. You know, what is that? Yeah. Um, That's a really good question. I'm going to, you know, I, I got to say like, not Johnny specifically, but, but working on the gladiators doc, you know, this, the, the phrase cautionary tale certainly, certainly came up. Um, regarding Johnny specifically, I don't think, I don't think you can, I wouldn't want to characterize it like that. I think it's, all I can say is this is a pretty dynamic story with extremely dynamic uh, subjects, characters, subjects. And um, like anything, like any good art, uh, like any film, uh, it's like 
the audience has to has to make the, the judgment themselves. Um, it's not for me to, to judge or to say what what it is and what it isn't. Um, so maybe we'll we'll leave it at that, and and hopefully uh, our audience will tune in and do what they do. I love it, man. Oh, final thing before the plugs. Johnny mentions that he believes he sold his soul. Is a relaunch of American Gladiators for the third time a way for him to regain it? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I don't know how or why that would be, but I hope so. Uh, or, or I hope that this documentary is a way to bring uh, peace or contentment uh, to to a number of the players at hand, to a number of the subjects um, who might not, uh, you know, be fully content. Um, so, yeah, maybe this project will will be that for 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 a number of people. Awesome. Listen, Ben Berman, thank you so much for your time. Let us know where we can find you on the so on socials, and then on top of that, let us know about your ESPN thirty for thirty and its air dates. Um. I am uh, horse underscore Berman on Instagram and uh, Twitter. Um, and, uh, yeah, the American Gladiators documentary comes out on ESPN uh, May 30th, uh, part one, and, and part two will air on May 31st. Ben Berman, it has been a great pleasure chatting with you. Congratulations on an extremely thoughtful and well-thought-out put-together documentary about something that was considered a fringe sport 30 years ago.